Hello and welcome. My name is Megan Lucky and this is A Lucky Life. Come along with me as I try and get to know myself better and hopefully help you get to know yourself better too. Hi guys, welcome back. I'm here with ADHD coach Ron, my friend, and we're going to talk a little bit about ADHD today and just kind of shoot the shit and talk about some things that hopefully are relatable to you guys. I definitely have always struggled with, and this is actually something that I wanted to talk to you about because I saw this on your TikTok and it was so Mm -hmm. fascinating to me because I never had the H. I always like, and again, like my parents were kind of like, hush hush about how they talked about my ADD with me or ADHD with me. But you said something that I found really fascinating. Can you explain the difference between ADD and ADHD and if there is one at all? And I know that we're jumping in really fast. No, this is great. I love this. I didn't even know we were talking about this. I'm like this. I I know a lot. So so I too was diagnosed as ADD. Okay, cool. Um, And What's interesting is ADD was removed from the DSM in like the late 80s. And what's the DSM for us clueless people? <laughs> so the DSM <laughs> is where you get all of your information regarding like mental health disorders. Okay, and okay. it tells I should you know how that. to diagnose them and, and you know, all of that. So right now we're at the right. DSM-5. Okay. Um, and so even when I was diagnosed in, let's see, I was, yeah. it was like 99. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like you know, 14, 15, 15, That's similar. 15, I feel like to when I, like I was at that age. Yeah. So even at that time, like people still use the term ADD, even though yeah. it wasn't in the DSM anymore. Yeah. And the reason it's oh, not, wow, the, it was already yeah. not back then. That's crazy. Okay. Um, And there wasn't a lot of information out there about ADHD and ADD. Yeah. Um, the distinguishing thing between it obviously is the hyperactivity, right? So when you say like, oh, I don't have the H, um, yeah. the the real term of what ADHD is, it's like ADH slash D or AD slash HD. Right. I think it's ADHD I've seen D. that. Yeah. Right. So the hyperactivity is like a subset of it. So if you say, hey, I have ADHD and I present as inattentive, that would be without the hyperactivity. Um, I present as hyperactive that would be with and then also there's combined type so combined is both of them you have and each one has its own like distinguishable characteristics between them interesting the interesting thing and yeah. a lot of people feel this is the h is yeah. still in someone that's inattentive it's just yeah internal like, right okay it's like your brain is always going like you're running on a motor kind of thing yeah um that like makes big sense. overthinking energy oh <laughs> so, then i then i feel like i should have gotten the h a long time ago and but I guess, like like in the presenting, <laughs> yeah the yeah. presenting thing is probably a lot have to do with your environment too yeah so um interesting like, that example, makes a lot of sense actually yeah yeah and so like an example of like if i was you know someone says well i i might have adhd but i'm like never late right, right. like i'm always on time and you're just like, oh, so you just have no problem showing up on time. They're like, no, 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 no. I show up on time, but I have a system <laughs> yeah. and I spend hours stressing out about it. And I'm like, oh, so, so you're stressing yourself out. Yeah, about yeah. So there it is. You have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and so it's like, yeah, there's, there's definitely, I think a little bit too of a stigma with the ADD, ADHD. Yeah. Thing. Like similar to you when I was younger, my parents were told not to tell anyone. 
don't yeah. tell his teachers, don't tell friends, yeah. make sure he knows not to tell people about it, which is so fucked up. <laughs> My parents <laughs> called it focus issues. And oh, like, yeah. so I would be like being taken out of class to like do the downstairs. Like this, I don't even know what the that was called. Place. The downstairs <laughs> the downstairs place and like my friends would be like why and I was like I have focus issues and like I, and that's kind of just like a, how I identified I didn't like and I it wasn't until I got older that it actually made me feel so much better to put like a diagnosis on it because I just could like I was like what's wrong with me like why do I you know like why do I need to do this but I like I and I would see the and this is horrible to say but like I would see like other types of kids and just like put myself in a bucket and be like, okay, so I'm like special, like I'm a special. And then I would I, like, anyways, I like made fun of myself so that I could feel socially totally. accepted. And then it like was deeply ingrained in my brain for a long time that like, I just wasn't smart and there I was less than. Mm -hmm. So it took a long time and I'm still working on it, but I think that's why this is so important to talk about it. Totally. Um, and when people another yeah, sorry. No, no, you go. <laughs> <laughs> when people talk about labels, right? Like yeah. it, there's definitely certain things within the community that trigger me, so to speak. But it's really yeah. like it takes a lot for me not to say stuff sometimes because I'm like, this is just gonna and yeah like, drain my energy. And I'm yeah, not sometimes it's not but, worth it. Sometimes but it the is. Labels, yeah, for yeah. sure. There's definitely times where I'm like, hey, this is misinformation. Yeah, but like the label, yeah. the label conversation and people saying that like we need to not call a disorder or a disability. Yeah. And it's like, those aren't bad words. They have stigmas in our society, but yeah. that's how we get accommodations. That's how we get medication. And yeah. if you just can say like, like disorder itself is, has nothing bad to it. It's not like a scary word. And so to just be like, Hey, I have this disorder in order to function in society. Yeah. I, I might need some meds or right. like I struggle to produce my own dopamine. So like, right. you know, store-bought's fine. Like things yeah, like that. <laughs> that's great. And yeah. um, kind of going off that, this is like my, like I'm the most interested in this question because I've been seeing a little bit more about the link between emotional dysregulation and ADHD. And I'm fascinated by that. And I'm wondering if you give your clients tools for the emotional dysregulation aspect of it, or if it's just more like structural, functional, universal tools, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, totally. This is, I've got like a two-part answer to this. Okay, um, hit me with so it. So one, the tie between emotional regulation and the ability to regulate our emotions yeah. and ADHD is like, it's so strong, 100. right? It's basically I mean, like, like almost everything. When yeah. especially you consider like a lot That's of our focus so... problems yeah. have have to do with interest, right? Like interest pulls our attention and we have almost no control over it. Yeah. And interest is an emotion. And so if we can't control the things that we're interested in and we can't control our willpower to like for that like that's emotional regulation. Yeah. And that has to do with so much of what we deal with. Right. If we feel things 10 times more than other people we struggle mm -hmm. to regulate those things so it's like when you have um and i think it ties to our overthinking right so if right. you are upset 100%. about something yes you're upset about something typically emotions like they say when i heard this i was like this is bullshit but like yeah. emotions within 20 minutes go away right and i was like not mine, <laughs> not mine. <laughs> like, and 
And no. it's because we tend to like tie them to thoughts because we're overthinking. We're trying to problem solve stuff. Yeah. And so the thoughts don't go away. And so they That's keep like so refreshing our emotions. And so wow. like the hardest, if I was to say like a tool, it's everyone's always looking for a hack or just like, what's the answer. Right. And right. there's no, it's, it's more complicated than that. Like at least sure. we can figure out why it's happening and what we want to happen. Mm-hmm. like how we want it to deal with it. So it's like when you're overthinking and you're dealing with these emotions, you want to be able in that moment to figure out how to become present. So yeah. how do I become aware in that moment? And I even and, feel like like that's something I talk about. Like it's different for everyone. You know, everybody totally, has, yeah. everyone has their toolbox of things that help them regulate their emotions. And I also think it's different for every emotion and environment you know like there are different things that calm you and bring you back to the present moment like you said yeah and so you've got present moment and then a lot of it's experimenting right you're like hey what's gonna help me remember this and then being okay with like meeting yourself where you are so if you're like wow my emotions hit a 10 it takes three days for me to get over something um if that's where you are right now like what's the next step and it's like well maybe when my emotions are 10, I can figure out by the next day how to calm my emotions down. Yeah. And so we start working yeah. slowly back to it. Yeah. And it's it really does have to do with yourself, right? Like for me, I'll give people, like, I'll say, do you want to know what I do? I don't know if it's going to help you, but like, I can tell you. And then we could kind of maybe brainstorm something. Right. But when I'm ever in, and this happened to me a couple of years ago where I right. was in like a really bad rumination rsd spiral where yeah. i just was thinking everyone hated me and it and like i'm sure we've all been there where we're like oh my friends hate me because of the look they gave me or yeah. something they said but, but it those... kept going and it got worse and yeah. it just turned to this thing where it was like it's the whole world's out to get me and i ended up putting elastic bands on my wrist to just oh, in like... the moment hmm. if i saw them it was like i connected like that reminder, wow. like hey That's you so promised smart to yourself that you were going to like take a second yeah and it like connected me to back when I decide like so in the morning I'm like all right I'm going to put these elastic bands on and know that when I see this I'm going to remind myself to take a second and that everything's okay and that you don't have to solve it right now and so when I saw it it was like that reminder right and it's I was like able to anchor. like snap me into it yeah that's exactly. like it's like, like inception I, right yeah this top thing yeah yeah, yeah exactly someone, <laughs> someone in the plane in front in front of me was watching that yesterday and I was like I gotta watch that again (laughs) um but yeah like I got certified as a life coach this summer because I've always been and I and I still like as we were talking about earlier off camera or off recording um us ADHDers love to start new projects and Mm -hmm. we get excited about them and that's definitely something I do. And I get like, I, I got, I finished it and I was so proud of myself for actually finishing it because a lot of the times I also lose my tangents, but I have kind of felt like got a little bit of imposter syndrome with, okay, I feel like I don't have my life in order and I need to figure that out before I take on new clients. And so I'm, I'm working on that before I, you know, before I really get into it. But anyways, back to the comparison I was about to make. Um, there's, there's something called an anchor that is kind of like, it grounds you and it brings you back to that, like whatever you're trying to rewire your brain to a new neural pathway to bring yourself usually to a calm and and choose a different response to whatever you had chosen before. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, I feel like that's a really good example of an anchor and something that is grounding you when you kind of like, if you just see it, I feel like my tattoos are a little bit like that. Like, I feel like if, when I, whenever I see one of my tattoos, they all have a different meaning, but Mm -hmm. like, they kind of remind me like this one is, it's tiny. It's a little like artsy zero, um, that I, I do tarot cards and I love the the fool that's the first one it's the zero and it basically means you're young you're naive you're on your journey you're gonna fall but you're gonna get back up and that's exactly where you're supposed to be and I love that because I feel like throughout my entire life like I a lot of the times I'm like I'm not where I should be and I I need to be here and I need to be doing this and I, I don't feel good enough it's a big that's my big trauma that's my big trigger so I feel like it's a whenever I see it, like it brings, and it's hidden a little, so it's not always. And I feel like the rubber bands are an even better example, but it's like, it's being able to realize that like, we also really struggle to go back and forth between our emotional and our logical brain. Yes. So when our emotions are high, mm-hmm. it's, we, we don't have as much control. And that's where like a lot of our impulses come from. So our impulsivity and our inability to, you know, regulate it's, it's all from that. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, you know, have emotions that high and think straight, so to speak. Right. So if, and that's good and bad, right. When you're like fully excited and you're just like, true. I didn't think about it like that. Like I'm going to make like this impulsive decision because I'm having a good time. Like same thing. My head immediately goes to the negative and I'm reading a book called the negativity bias. That's not what it's called. (laughs) It's called the power of bad, but it's about the negative. We do have a negativity bias. bias Yes. Oops. Yeah. (laughs) We do have a negativity bias. And it's like, there's when there was, I just read a line that said something about how, if you were to think of a list of 20 words that have to do with emotions, most of the list would be negative because like when we think of emotions, like as soon as you said like, oh, we're mostly like, it's hard for us to jump out of emotional and logical I'm like thinking about the the negative times only like and the times that I'm like high on like an anger or like a frustration or a sadness and that takes over and it mm-hmm. I need to like be better sometimes then at accessing that like logical side and I struggle with that for sure do you, what's and again like I guess it's just kind of knowing yourself and like bringing yourself back down to earth or do you have any yeah well uh, so like okay so you notice it right you're able yeah. to like anchor ground yourself be present for a moment um something that I used to tell people and and this is what I did was in that when I was in that situation is I did something that a lot of times they teach you in couples counseling oh, which is interesting. like to fight fair and that's kind of what I'm like, what my mind was going to. So. Yeah, yeah, right. And so like fighting fair with, you know, a partner is basically like when emotions are high, um, you're just going to hurt the other person. Yeah. And so they recommend to agreeing to each other that you're allowed to take a break. You don't have to like fight right then and there. You can yeah. and you can just be like, I need five minutes and we will come back to this. And it's this agreement you do outside. So it always has to be done before, like when it's not happening, right? You have to be like, hey, this is what happens when, when, when we fight. I'm super emotional. I say things I don't mean. I'm angry. I can't think straight. And it becomes this attack where I have to win. I have to like beat you, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to do that because then 
later on it's like i'll regret it you can't take those things back yeah yeah right and so you're like okay so in that moment when i notice when i'm able to ground to be present that this is just going to go bad one of us needs to be like hey we need to stop for a second and to be honest at first yeah it's not great at first the other person well because fuck that yeah. And a lot like, of ADHD, like, I don't know yeah. if this is the same, but like anxious attachment style where it's like, Holy. no, I have to figure it out right now because yeah. it's like my brain is going to go like, oh, we're horrible. Well, your like, friend's in fight or flight. So it's yes. like in survival mode and it's going yeah. like, I have to solve this right now or I'm going to die. Right. Yeah, and so exactly. you have to come to this agreement outside of it and it takes practice. Right. Yeah. But a few times in you start to go fine. And then you like, I'm going to go take the dog for a walk or yeah. I'm going to go lay down or I'm going to go and start to get your... for 10 minutes. Yeah. And I'm going to wait for this like anger wait. that's at a nine or a 10 to come down to like a five where it's right. manageable. Like I'm still mad, but like I can now I can a take a breath. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we can work so together. Because mm-hmm. if you're in a relationship, the idea is same team like we're on the same team trying to win a game not like we're on opposite sides right yeah the same goes with your brain so think of your brain as your partner where your brain is try is just like fully emotional and just angry that's embarrassed or scared or whatever a lot of times treat it like your partner because sometimes you can't you you aren't in control of it even though like most of the time honestly (laughs) well you're not your brain you I love that. that's that's for another <laughs> sometimes yes. yes but like you it's i i like to look at a brain as someone that doesn't speak english and so i yep. have to like convince it yes like it is. things that's, instead that's of just telling it. it right but anyway going back to this yeah if you're fighting with your brain you have to make that deal outside of the argument that hey right. when we're fighting and we're emotional we need to take five minutes yeah. And again, doesn't happen the first time. In fact, the first time you're like, holy shit, this feels scary. I yeah. feel unsafe. I, feel I definitely like feel like happen. it's yeah. been like it, it took at least a year for me to be able to like fully see that and like be able to be OK taking some time. And I still don't always do it. No, but totally. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely. It's, I mean, you were kind of <laughs> saying how you have imposter syndrome around. Yes. Life coaching. Life coaching. Yeah. And so often as an ADHD coach, it's like, I haven't cured my ADHD. Yeah. It's like, well, I still yeah. deal so with a lot. Can we talk about that? Like, because yeah. I feel like that's super relatable to me. Like, how did you get started? Well, because I know like that was such an awesome big deal for you, like finding this career. And like, mm-hmm. I feel like that also what I talk a lot about on this podcast is like, following your intuition and like your calling and not going just on the the treadmill of you know society what they want you to do and what you think you should be doing but actually doing what you feel called to so mm-hmm. how how did you come into it and what was, has the process been like and how is the imposter syndrome if you still have any of that yeah <laughs> sorry that was it a was, lot so no just... <laughs> it's good i mean it's <laughs> buckle up guys adhd um, <laughs> it was so it was hard right yeah. Um, I was the very beginning of the pandemic. I was, I was a realtor, um, in early 2020 and I was doing amazing. Um, yeah. for the first time, something that I was doing was working right. Instead of me just like getting a job doing well for a little while and then either yes. quitting or being threatened, like that I'm not doing well enough or yeah. not, you know, whatever. Right. Um, yeah. so that felt great but I was still like sad 
Yeah. And I didn't know why. It was yeah. this thing I felt like I had to prove that I was good enough. Very mm. like similar mm-hmm. to what you were saying before. I mm-hmm. really relate to. <laughs> yes. Um, which is a very typical ADHD thing because really? we tend to be behind our peers in like the way that our brain develops by like 30%. Wow. So people That's say we have we're immature or we're irresponsible. And those things are, yeah. And all of those things are just where it's harder for us. So if we're not as good as everyone else, people look at us and they're like, well, why aren't you? Yeah. Instead of, huh, why aren't you? And like, yeah, with a curious lens. Yes. But um, (laughs) so anyway, it's, it was really difficult for me. I started having panic attacks, which up until that point in my life, like anxiety was a foreign concept to me. Um, I kind of yeah. just was someone that loved to wing it, thought I was great at winging it, but I was hitting this point now. I was in my mid thirties and felt like I was behind and um, yeah, started feeling the pressure of responsibility of being an adult and just thinking that I couldn't cut it. And so I started going to therapy. Yeah. Um, like I'd said before, I was going through these rumination spirals and RSD was like a really big issue for me at the time. Right. And for anybody that doesn't know what that is, it's rejection me. sensitive dysphoria. <laughs> Great. It is, uh, something oh, I'm, that, I have that for sure. <laughs> it's not a clinical thing. So it's right. not like in the DSM and mm-hmm. it's, I say controversial cause there's people that just say like, well, it's not like a real thing, but Right. 99% of ADHDers relate to it. Wow. Yeah. To be like, yeah, I mean, no, I know in, as soon as you said, I was <laughs> like, yeah, I, yep. <laughs> and it's like, it, it's, it's a lot of the reason we're people pleasers. We tend mm. to, you mm. know, be afraid to make decisions that might upset people, any of that. And it's crazy. Just how many ties there are that like, oh yeah, you, I had no idea. Like this well, was all about- linked back. Think about this too, and we'll get back to my story yeah. in a second. Yeah, but I, I find this sorry. so interesting. No, this is what ADHD is, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we always say we have ADHD, which mm-hmm. we do, but oh, I yes, like to I think a of video like, you posted this on is that. a classification of our brain. Yeah. Like our brain is just, it, we do this, we're still human. We have this similar thing. So someone without ADHD is still going to struggle with a lot of what we do. It's just this all of the things are more intense. It's like turned up to an 11. Yeah. And so of course it's going to affect every area of our life. It's, yeah. it's literally how we interact with the world. So to me, I just think of it as I'm an ADHD or like, instead of I have ADHD, I'll still say, yeah. it, but like, I try to say ADHD um, that label to me is not a bad thing. It's just, Oh, this is how I interact with the world. And knowing that has done nothing but improve my life because it's like having this awareness of yourself right like that's the only way you can grow if you know where to start so it's like oh I know I really suck at transitions so if like I'm working on something I can't just be given something else I need a buffer in between if I'm taking a break I have to like ramp myself up to get back to work right it's not like a label or an identity it's just like owning and like knowledge having yeah exactly it's knowledge it's knowledge. right the more you know yourself the better off you're gonna be yeah and when we're judgmental facts when we're judgmental of ourselves we're gonna avoid getting to know ourselves because we feel a shit we feel shit about it so it's like if i'm ashamed of myself i'm not gonna think about that 
Yeah. I'm not going to look back in the mirror at myself because I don't like myself. And then you're never going to grow and you're never going to improve. Yeah, and that's, exactly. I, I, I talk about that a lot. Like yeah. being okay with not being good at something or being okay with like not knowing something is mm-hmm. it makes, it makes so much, it's so much of a difference to like totally. accept that. And it also makes you smarter. Like you're not going to try and be someone that you're not and yeah. you're going to not, reinforce oh hold on you're not reinforcing like those negative like feelings within yourself and the, of ashamed being ashamed of who you are I, like, I relate a lot of stuff to sports and yeah. so i think of if you were the coach of a team and you had a player like let's just use baseball for example and you had a right. player that was just a home run hitter and he was really slow yeah you wouldn't be spending all practice like teaching him how to steal a base right or right. like it might be a good idea to learn how to like a take little, a secondary yeah. lead or like learn how to bunt, but it's like right. you're not bunting, but like right. you just right. what like so it's good to know what right. you're good at so you can focus on capitalize it. on it. Yeah, exactly. for sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. But anyway, back to what I was yeah, saying. Yeah, please. I, please. Uh, so yeah, I was in real estate. I was doing right. really well. Right. Um, not happy. Uh, yeah. Beginning of the pandemic happened. All of us were bored. Um, so we started making videos. Uh my yeah. wife is an actor, obviously, as you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she's a dancer, actor, all around hilarious person. And so she started she's making amazing. videos. Yeah. Um, and I started making videos and I would yeah. go on TikTok and see yeah. a lot of these ADHD advocates and some coaches that were blowing my mind just with like yeah. things that I was always ashamed to say. And yeah, I felt comfortable. Right. One thing that I think I'm usually comfortable with is being honest and vulnerable with things that I struggle with. I (laughs) I, like have no problem with that usually. Usually. Yeah, me too. Usually Um, there are exceptions. (laughs) I'm just like, guess what? I suck at brushing my teeth. (laughs) And um, and so when I started, that's a gift, right? (laughs) It is. And so I started um posting videos about some I forget what the first couple ones were but um and I started to get all these messages from people that that just like oh my gosh I find this so relatable thank you for making me feel seen and like I got the chills all of and yeah I was crying like daily by the stuff and I just became hyper focused right like really obsessed with like all right i'm gonna make more content all this stuff (laughs) right um the problem was is that people were coming to me for for advice and i did not feel like i like you had right yeah and so um imposter syndrome totally (laughs) um and so i decided i wanted to do something for the community and i didn't know what yeah and adhd coach felt like the thing to do and how did you Um, like did you have an adhd coach like how did you find out was it was it content you were seeing that like yeah oh this is a thing i had no idea like how did you discover it so i mean i was um i'm a psychology major but i didn't like go beyond to become i didn't know that more right right and it was really to get a degree and i love psychology but at the time it was like i switched from accounting to business probably looking back i wish that i had done something more in that family but i went sports and entertainment management so which is awesome that's something i always wanted but yeah it was fun yeah (laughs) the the thing is is i again imposter syndrome like crazy i was just Mm -hmm. like who the hell am i why like why should i and really it really came down to it was like people are just listening to me because 
I'm an outgoing white dude. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to be more than that. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, and you are. Like, thanks. But like yeah, at the yeah. time, I was just like, cool, like who the who the hell am I? And, yeah. um, you know, I sure I have the experience of someone that had ADHD for 35 years, but, right. you know, what, who am I to tell people? So I, right. um, I saw some coaches uh, posting TikToks online. Yeah. Um, and I started following different people. I started getting involved in the community, meeting other people, um, which again, if you're ever, if you're anybody out there that is involved with social media, like my advice to you is to find other creators and people within your community to network with, because that yeah. is what keeps you going when you have this like advice. friendship, right? Yes. Because they share your stuff, you share their stuff. Like you can pump them up, they pump you up. Like otherwise yeah. it's super lonely. We're just sitting in front of our phones or our computers by ourselves. We don't have yes. like, an office of like coworkers. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I, I started to become friends with some people. Um, and again, during the pandemic, it was a lot easier. There was nothing to do. So we were like, you know, we started a discord server I started playing D and D for the first time with a bunch of ADHD creators, and we called it oh, ADHD. That's so awesome! <laughs> that's great. Like, yeah, like they were Twitch streaming, and so just having a lot of fun with people. Wow, um, learning a lot, uh, getting to know a lot of different corners of our community that yeah. are super up, underrepresented, and um, you know, just even culturally, ADHD is so different across the board, and mm -hmm. it really does just it focus, especially in the DSM, it's focused towards um white people it just yeah. it is um yeah and mostly men too right it's right. like this was a disorder of little boys like 90 percent yeah. um, that couldn't sit still that's how you got wow. diagnosed um but anyway i i saw some coaches i was really interested in it and it felt like the path to getting more involved i wasn't even sure i was going to be a coach i was yeah. just like this feels right i want some kind of credibility and validity and i want to learn more and i want to be able to help yeah. And through that, I um, found even more of a cohort and found a ton of different coaches that um, are like some of my best friends now. Um, wow. And I That's really awesome. just became obsessed with helping the community anyway. Okay. Yeah. Um, I still even to this day like to say I'm an advocate before coach. Um, I enjoy coaching, but I always have, again, as an ADHD or tons of ambition towards other things. Right. Yeah. So like I coach me too, because like, if I'm going to be able to do this and give to the community full time, I need to make money. So like, coaching. yes, <laughs> um, right. Right. But right. besides that, but doing like, something that you love care to about. make oh, money totally. is like yeah. the best. And situation. so kind of like we were saying before, mm -hmm. I, we love novelty. So yeah. things that are new, like are interesting to us. It's what activates our brains. That's why after a while at a job, we're like, fuck this. I want to yeah. like, I'm, I can't, I don't care anymore. And <laughs> it's, it's a lot easier for if, if you're an entrepreneur um, and you're able to do this, like find different ways to change what your job is. So it's like, sure, I still coach, but I'm a speaker. I'm running a cruise for ADHD professionals. I yeah. do um you know i have i run a community we do body doubling services i um am constantly looking for the next thing that i'm going to do whether yeah. it's oh i make content or i make you know visual content or i want to start making a blog or i want to do a podcast like all of these things mm -hmm. keep me activated and right. it keeps me involved and under like the umbrella of adhd right i um, like that yeah and it's yeah when i'm working on something 
Um, sure, I might be giving more time to the new thing, but mm-hmm. when I'm activated, I can still do the things I'm supposed to do. If I'm just stuck in a rut with something, I'm not going to want to do anything. And then I just sit there and don't care. Yeah. Um, so I try to embrace that part of me. Yeah. It goes back to the whole like work with your ADHD, not against it. So it's like right. if my brain really wants to like do new things, as long as I'm on t- like aware of it and every once in a while I'm checking in and being like, okay, am I, am I still good? Like, am I still working on the stuff I need to? And I'm not yeah. being like too impulsive. Right. Then awesome. Then I'm doing what I'm supposed to. That's amazing. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but there's only two minutes left. Otherwise I would have to up- ding, upgrade ding. my Zoom. <laughs> so I like if, uh, unless there's something that you want to add to that, I, my last question or statement, I guess is what do you think is the biggest misconception about ADHD that you want to clear up? <laughs> There's a lot, I'm sure. Oh, man, the biggest <laughs> misconception about yeah. ADHD, I mean, just from a generic standpoint, yeah. like it is it is not a lack of effort or a lack of want or That's a lack such of a good care. one. Yep. Um it's if anything, every ADHD I've ever met cares so much so much we care about everything right and you know understand that behaviors especially for children are communication yeah and it's way to tell you that they're having a hard time and um just going back to like ted lasso quote right curiosity over judgment like it's it really is the best way to figure out how to move forward yeah Well, thank you so much. Coach yeah. ADHD, Ron, everybody. He's amazing. And I so appreciate you coming on here and talking Absolutely. about this. So yeah, let's catch up soon and I'll be in touch. Word. Later. Thanks, Ron. Hello and welcome. My name is Megan Lucky and this is A Lucky Life. Come along with me as I try and get to know myself better and hopefully help you get to know yourself better too.